Hello! Welcome in to episode 199 of Catherine's Craft Collective. That's my snow globe. I'm going to have to wait till it stops. <laughs> uh, I'm Louise and today I've got a Christmas festive episode. I'm using the app on my phone so hopefully they will be okay. And there will be ums and ohs but bear with me. So get your eggnog, your snowballs and listen up. <laughs> told you it would finish quite quickly. Right, we have stuff in it. This episode is kindly sponsored by my lovely, 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 lovely friend, Angela. She runs Scotch Tweed. It's a small family textiles firm based in the Scottish borders. Run by Angela and a huge amount of technical and know-how support from her dad, Gerald, they have a wealth of experience in the weaving and textiles trade, over 58 years to be exact. Their aim is to bring top quality tartan and tweed fabric along with other Scottish goods and apparel including their gorgeous Highland wear to their customers at the best possible value. Angela is happy to speak to anyone at any time in regards to the requirements. If you cannot see what you're looking for on the website, give her a call. Her number is on the website www.scotchtweed.co.uk and has a UK free phone number because she's nice to you. She's also nice to me. To help support the podcast, Angela has provided a discount code for listeners, so quote CCC podcast at checkout to receive a 10% discount anytime. Oh, how nice is she? All links should be with the show notes, so get your cup of tea or your dram, your eggnog or snowballs or festive mulled wine, and I'll let you know what the crack is in Keithness this week. Do you like the sound effect? That's Sandy's Christmas jumper. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Hello section. As Sandy, hello to new with me, new to me, been with me a while now and been with me forever listeners. I very, very much appreciate you tuning in and I hope that you're enjoying yourself. Uh, Sandy, hello to new group members. Well, actually, it's just Louise. Hello, Sandy, because Sandy has not been installed here. Maybe we'll have a book of woofing. Hello. He's primed at the front window just now and any noise in the background is him. I'm blaming him for everything that goes wrong. But uh, Louise, hello to new group member Rose713 from Texas. Random hellos are to Aunt Betsy Nitz, Willie Eyes, Nocturnal Knitter, Willie Beer360, Twins at Jan, Twins at Ellen, Turbo Gal, aka Lisa, and Kate of Hawthorne Cottage, and finally FRK Strick. I could go on forever because there's so many lovely, lovely, lovely listeners. I hope that you're all very well, and if you're not, then please accept us here. Me and Buckle hug. Squeeze! Right back. Yeah, I've got to get the full effect there. Planet Womble. Or, what would Sir David Attenborough do? This section is to talk about things that we can do to be stewards of the environment in ways such as reusing, recycling and being mindful of our use. <laughs> Hanaki Ross has suggested that we go look up plasticfreedom.co.uk and they have lots of plastic-free solutions, including razors and beeswax wraps. Also a selection, a selection? Mm, no. A suggestion came through for selection of ladies' menstrual items, such as moon cups or washable towels. Something worth thinking about. There are actually patterns on Ravelry for crochet tampons that could be washed out. Because it's actually quite difficult to get the box of tampons that are pure paper and cardboard and even tampons themselves, I do believe that they have plastic on the inside of them. So if you dispose of them obviously properly, you never ever put anything other than 
a toilet roll down the toilet looking at everybody over her glasses here because I used to work for Scottish Water back in the past and it's very very important that we do not pollute the beaches with anything that is not what it's supposed to go down the toilet you're <laughs> no eating moving on to eating uh, Christmas chocolate has caused a little bit of dilemma for Daisy this week and she realised that most of what she's been getting gifted has palm oil in it but I sort of said to her look you didn't buy it and it was a gift so you should be grateful for the gift and eat it um, we are continuing to cut down on the palm oil this episode I will highlight Nairn's oat cakes and biscuits they are my biscuit of choice right now because they do sustainable palm oil boom so if anyone else has got good items for this over the Christmas period um, please message me and I'll share out um, obviously your gift wrapping is all going to go in the recycling or being used as fuel and let's see that we could just maybe have a little lace of the plastic rubbish leftovers right retreat i still got one opening for the retreat going um sadly one of our group has had to cancel and i would like to fill the place and get her her money back because the terms are once it's paid there's no refund unless i can fill the spot now it's obviously christmas skate for christmas Make my Christmas by saying, I'll come! The cost is £335. It's on the 30th of May, Thursday, to the 2nd of June on the Sunday at Natural Retreats, John O'Groats. And this is going to be the sharing is caring one. Three nights accommodation, a quality good bag, workshop, raffles and more fun than Buchel can shake a stick at. I thought it was fair that... I like Buchel shake the stick at instead of shaking Buchel's tail for them. You can shake your tail feathers if you are so Blues Brothers inclined. You will also have your own bedroom, three sharing, no, sharing a three room fully self catered chalet with a conference chalet. Oh, I seem to be articulately challenged just now. <laughs> See what happens when you're not editing. Hmm. It's three nights accommodation plus tea, coffee and snacks throughout the other days. One workshop and a dram session, and you don't have to do the actual drinking, please be clear, and a quality gift bag. I have the conference chalet, which we'll use to be the base and eat our lunches and dinners in and do the workshops. I've requested comfy sofas again so we can knit and spend together time in comfort. There'll be door prizes, raffles, pub quiz, show tales, swaps of unwanted yarn. I still understand how nobody would want yarn. Somebody wants yarn. And it generally always goes, which is good. Games and as much fun as you can shake, Buchel stick at, again. <laughs> uh, and icebreaker. Breakfast and transport is not included, so please contact me and help for knowing how to get here. You can fly to Wick Airport or public transport it to Wick on Thurso by train or and plane. No, train and bus. Doesn't rhyme, bus doesn't rhyme. That's what went wrong. That's the dog getting on his beanbag because he is Lord Buch. Or the drive will take you a good three hours from Inverness. I'll talk about it. No, I won't. I'll keep talking about it until this place is filled. Uh, for the retreat attendees, I hope that you have already signed up. I hope that you have a lovely festive time. Um, I won't be bothering you for a little while yet, so just sit back and relax. 
for you who fancies coming, there will be a form to fill in because I need your contact details and I'll deal with the sort of thing by email. If I give him dirty looks, do you think he'll stop? He's going to do the sigh in a minute, the wee doggies do. He's just, I'm just rolling down here. Oh no, I'm moving again. I might pause this and chuck him out. <laughs> anyway, sorry, payment by cheque, unless abroad, and then I will accept PayPal. And he'll give you the details of that, how to do it when you fill in the form. Um, their small print is, there will only be a refund if I can fill your place. I really hope that someone will jump in this place for giving back the money to the person who's pulled out for a start. And also, we don't want a space by the fire. We want everybody to come in to the fire. Oh. Swap. This winter or Christmas decoration swap 2018 should be done. If you have not received your swap or know that it's on your way to you in the post, please let me know. And thank you for everybody taking part. There has been some gorgeous patterns, sorry, not patterns, um, decorations going back and forward and really enjoy looking at all your posts. And thank you for taking part. Coming up. Edinburgh Yarnfest is on the Thursday the 21st to Saturday the 23rd of March 2019. <laughs> I know, it's 9.45 minutes. <laughs> We're on to the me, me, me section already. This is a bit longer though. Now, it's not going to be a huge long episode, this episode, but this is really the only chance I'm going to get it done in quiet. I thought I'd say quiet. It would be nice if you were a bit more quiet, Bukham. You can look at me with your big brown eyes all you want and cock your little ears, all that cute little way that you do. But be a bit more quiet. Listeners here. Um, sorry, listeners, you were staying. <laughs> um, this is kind of the only time that I've actually got in the next while, foreseeable future, actually, because um, Richard has handed his notes in to his job. The sort of part that he was working on finally was built and commissioned and stuff so he kind of felt it was a good time to move on so um, he's currently in the process of gaining employment and yeah so we're a little bit in flux just now it's hopefully going to be a good thing often getting a really cool job he really 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 enjoys going to and it's a new challenge for him but up until that time that he actually signs the contract for whatever it is that comes up, obviously the household is in a little bit of flux. Now, we didn't take this decision lightly and I was assisting him in taking it because obviously we're a partnership in this here house. And I supported him in saying, I think it is time. So we have savings, but um, obviously we don't want to overreach any savings so Christmas has been not curtailed because the bairns are going to get lovely have a lovely time and have so far had a lovely time but we we never get into date anyway over Christmas but we certainly we're just not going that little bit extra out because maybe this year would maybe have bought you know x y and z for the else adventures or just little things and the little things add up so it's just been curtailed and um, like the other thing is and we won't be replacing the car until we get the employment and the fire broke the other day 
because I think things like that just wait until you know it's slightly more awkward for you to gate or re renew. <sighs> However, we have savings, so don't 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 get upset and don't get worried. Obviously, if you've got employment for Richard, just <laughs> give us a phone. <laughs> but um, there are quite a few things in the pipeline, and I'll let you know as and when. But it does look like I will be getting re-employed as Energy Hunt Company Secretary, which I'm quite happy about. So I'll no longer be a volunteer. I'll actually get paid again. <laughs> Obviously, when you're working for yourself, you've got to do all the stuff. And all the stuff can sometimes be onerous, but you've also then got the freedom. And we're just going to take this opportunity make it an opportunity not like a bind because it was a choice thing and see how we get on so this will reflect in some ways for the future until things are a little bit more settled in the financial department for me in purchasing stuff for the podcast and well household I suppose so don't expect me to be coming out with lots and lots of new stuff there's plenty of other podcasts out there that have I've got this, I bought that and I I feel quite bad that I can't carry on supporting the crafty trade myself but what I will do is tell you about the crafty trade so you can if you can afford to and obviously if you can't afford, don't do it because that's not what we're about we're about sustainable and don't get into debt just because you really, 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 really think that you need that more will and you don't, you just want it. So, my foreseeable future will be working from stash and working from stash of patterns as well. And I think actually it's quite a good thing because sometimes your stash can be a bit of a, oh, I've got all this stuff and I've got all these patterns and I'm never going to get around to do them, but I really want to buy that new yarn that's just come out. And, and it's quite. It can be quite difficult and a bit of a mindset. So to be actually enforced to have to, you can only knit with this and you can only knit in this certain requirements, is I'm going to take that as an opportunity. And I've got a plenty stash, so I'm going to really quite enjoy getting through it. However, in the past fortnight, I worked on the body of the Breathing Space by Vera Valamaghi. And then I was on the twisted rip, 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 all the whole day through. And this was in charcoal colour of mode Knits. And I used the Townhouse Knits Tits Collective colourway as the contrasting stripe colour. And it's gorgeous. I used the sewn bind off, which I had to look back up. And I got this from when I did the Arboreal Jumper. And to remember that the actual finished product of the bind off, I quite like. I think I like the way it doesn't flare out too much like the stretchy bind off because I can't unstretch it. It's not really. I, I put too much of a flare into the cast off then. And the site, the, the sewn bind off does take a fair bit of time to do with all the sewing of the long strand of yarn. I always cut, well, I say always, I think I've done it three times, <laughs> four now, two cuffs and a, a bottom of the arboreal and one bottom of the breathing space, so you can do the maths there, it's four, definitely four. 
and it takes quite a bit of time and you you have to have at least four times what you're binding off but it can be a little bit of a guesswork and you think oh, can I cut it too short because if I've cast it off and I've, I've like sewn on half or sewn off half of this that's just oh I, ooh, that makes me feel ooh. anyway I thought I would never be able to take this off even if I needed to. It's in there like Theresa May is to the Prime Minister's job right now. <laughs> I thought that was funny. So I then tried on the sort of jumper because I haven't done the sleeves yet. Quite excited to see how it's going to look on me. Pause for effect because I didn't like it. <laughs> really, 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 really. I took a couple of photos with concentration face as I was using the timer on my iPhone and obviously got the mandatory face too close picture because I got the timer wrong. <laughs> I then sent the pictures to Angela, Louise and Mel to see what their opinion was. Louise being uh, Louise Scully, Mel being Mel Ski Knits and Angela being Angela of Scotch Tweed. And mine was, what? Sigh. <sighs> Sigh. <gasps> All that work. I did have a black t-shirt on underneath the first photo. And I thought that the four stripes on the chest just make my boobs look like they're at my knees. And it was too big, even though I'd knitted it to gauge and size. Then, when Richard came home, I tried it on. And he took a photo demanding that I smile. Not the Wallace and Gromit smile that I favour when he is taking the photo. <laughs> I did do a proper smile. That's my fake smile. He always says I look like Willis and Gromit. <laughs> you know the one I mean. And this was a day when there was no light to speak of. We are in a few days. We are a few days away from winter solstice, thankfully. Uh, our daylight is not much just now. When it's a foul day of weather, it just just doesn't bother. I've been taking photographs when I've been walking the dog straight after Daisy goes on the bus. Poor Sandy's going to the bus in the dark just now and Daisy it's just the sort of gloaming and yeah so today the the sun's actually up and it's blue sky it's quite a nice day although there is a breeze in comparison to what we've had the past few days so um we make the most of it while we can but I am ready for the earth to spin on its axis back towards summertime so I'd first taken the photograph in my bedroom from a higher angle with a duller light, even though the light the light's on and it was in the middle of the day. And then Richard took it from below in the kitchen with bright light and a smile and no t-shirt on underneath. He then said, oh, it's really nice, but I think you just need short sleeves. And then I agreed, thinking, yes, don't have much more to do. Cap sleeves, not far down from where I will be going, or I am, grand. And then thought, nothing underneath. And I have to smile when I'm wearing it. Going up at the end of my sentence. And it reminded me of the whole photo debate of the Brooklyn Tweed debacle. When some people didn't like the fact that the model wasn't smiling. I think it's Brooklyn Tweed. I have not done my research on that. So if it's wrong, forgive me. I thought that she looked... But you know the one I'm talking about. I think she looked... So I thought she looked a little bit like my expression of... I just buttoned up press to get this stupid thing to work. Now, I've got quite an expressionable face. I don't have a modelly face. I'm not great on camera. Some people do, like Daisy. 
You can pretty much tell what I'm thinking at all points. I have a resting face when I'm driving, which is me thinking about what I'm having for dinner, mostly. I have a lovely smile when I'm not doing my Wallace and Gromit smile, but it's an honest smile. Someone told me <laughs> once, it's very obvious from my face if I don't like someone or not, which I try to hide because there's a lot of people that I don't like much. I have to deal with them regularly. Put it this way, I'm not playing poker with you. Although I'm actually quite good at poker, weirdly. Back to the photo point. I know, you're going to have a swig of wine, shuffle about in your seats, finish putting that load in that washing machine <laughs> and have some more eggnog. Right, so of all the people that I sent this photo to, told me, put on a better face. I think the point is not looking fierce, but neutral. And I don't reckon that I was... And I don't actually think that the Brooklyn Tweed picture to me either. I thought she was a bit fierce or narked, not neutral. The point was that was brought up with the Brooklyn Tweed picture was that men get away with not smiling. But from memory, and I haven't done an awful lot of research here, there's not an awful lot of men that look fierce with their resting, modelling face. But they kind of tend to look naturally into the distance, probably thinking about how gorgeous they look. Oh, love me, love my jumper. And how much longer they've got to sit here. However, it's my opinion after this not experiment that a smile will enhance the pattern whether you do it on purpose or not. Or at least have a neutral face, not a fierce face. Mum then decided, and that, well actually that goes for either sex, men or women, when you're modelling a jumper. I just think it was about, she looked a bit fierce to me, not actually about how neutral she could have been. You see what I mean? I'm trying not to get into a debacle about this. Debacle's today's word because I looked up. I thought, oh, I thought I'm going to use that one. Mum then decided that I needed sleeves or I wouldn't be able to use the jumper because I can't really wear anything underneath because the neck's quite round and low and I'd be cold, which is not the point of a jumper. And only be able to wear it in the spring or autumn. Well, to be honest, that's probably time between April and September. Because apart from this year, we don't really have long, hot summers. <laughs> I'm happy to be proved wrong, right? It was my intention to rest the jumper for a few weeks anyway, so that's what it's doing whilst I digest the sleeved situation. I will go back to it, so it's not going like to need a campaign to get picking it up again. And I don't mind doing sleeves, but with it being four-ply, there's still a fair bit of knitting to get through if I have to do the longer sleeves. I'll put the photograph onto Instagram including the first one, so you'll see what I'm on about. And I'd like your honest opinion on both the expression, how well it would sell the pattern, and also sleeves or not to sleeve, because that is the question. Moving on from fierce face, I had lovely hair. I put my hair up, especially. <laughs> but that's just the expression. I have finished. Well, I'll maybe have some bells for this. I finished. Uh, one Juris Mitten, so I haven't really properly finished, which is the fold-over flappy ones by Alex Winslow, and I'm making these for Richard. This iron weight of yarn oh, is cashmere and cotton blend, and it was bought at Perth Yarn using Knit Picks Zings in 3.25, which, um, now these are DPNs, and I did eventually go up at the fingers, which is supposed to go up to 3. Five. I haven't forgotten after the cough. <laughs> <clears throat> However, I picked these up after I cast 
off the bottom of the breathing space and thought, I should really try and get these finished for Christmas because even though he's no, he's getting them, it would be nice. I would, I would be like, nice wife, give him a husband a present of gloves for Christmas. Yes, nice, some dust. Um, and it actually, it didn't take me long to get the flat bit done. And in fact, I had to, because I was knitting away, just like, no, I'm just knitting here. And they read the pattern properly. <laughs> who didn't read the pattern? Me! Me, that's who! So I had to rip back a few rows because I was actually past the decrease. So the top of the flap is like working on the toe of a sock decrease. So at the top, I actually kitchenered it. And I used Woolly Worm Head's instructions this time. She's really good at instructions. So if you have her patterns, you will know. And if you don't, get them. She's a great resource to go back to. It took a bit to weave in all the ends of the fingers. Mm -hmm. And it was okay because, well, it was finishing something. Which released all the dolphins. Swim free, my dolphin friends. I wish I could do a dolphin impression. No, I sound like Popeye. And I mean in dolphins, but I like dolphins. Who are happy because we are all being wombles. I then cast on the second mitt when I was uh, swimming. Well, I wasn't swimming. I was waiting whilst they were swimming. I do a lot of swimming waiting. I was about an inch in and it was taking forever to get past that. Do you ever feel like you're knitting and knitting and knitting and knitting and knitting and it's just not moving? Even if you've put a progress keeper that you started on, it just doesn't move. I think it's like mile six when you're out for a run. But I then thankfully put it against the first mitten to compare and contrast. And I went, oh, it's thinner. And the cast still on is a bit too tight for his big man hands. So I ripped it out all together and then procrastinated a long tail cast on. I kind of had to force myself. I was thinking, well, if you don't want to get these done for next Tuesday, you're just going to have to put the bullet. Just get on with it. Because, I'll tell you the reason, listeners, you know the long tail cast on lovely stretchy cast on and yes i know that you can do it with two balls but i didn't and i don't normally i don't like the idea of cutting off something but you know this you either have not enough and you're six stitches to go far too much and you have to cut off but listeners i don't want you to pat me on the head you can be as patronizing as you want three inches to spare enough to weave it in nicely at the end too I was a bit scunnered at the first time I had an extra stitch on, the first time I had done it, which on the second row I knit two together to get the correct number of stitches. Plus it does help me on the set-up row in case I drop one. Well, this has happened previous quite a lot. However, I got past that okay and I'm about to change from rib 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 to just knit 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 all the long day through to the thumb and yeah you get the idea so I'm trying to remember exactly what I did for the first one so I know I don't change up a needle size until the fingers I probably should just listen to my own podcast because I probably told you (laughs) answers in a postcard now on the second cast on it seems to be going way faster Daisy hasn't got so much homework this week which is kind of good actually and I've been trying to catch, <laughs> sorry, listeners, I'm laughing. Have some eggnog while I stop laughing. 
Channel 5 afternoon film, which Angela said, do you ever watch the afternoon film? And I was like, no, why are you watching it? She said, oh, it just happens to be on when I come home from work. Okay. And she says, they're all in the same formula just now. Blonde woman meets man. Doesn't like him much, falls for him. He's often Santa in disguise. <laughs> so this week, I thought I would try out this theory. But we've had one blonde and one brunette and no Santa. Be warned, listeners, this is bad filmmaking. Now, I know they were getting paid. And that, I mean, that's good. That's good to pay their bills. But I wonder about the bad films. And I'm quite tempted to write into entertainment about this. Can, how or can they be justified in making a bad film if the only good thing that it does is pay the people who make it their bills? Because <laughs> if the entertainment is not there, what's the point? I mean, we were actually doing other things at the same time it was on. She's made a Christmas jumper for Elf 8, which, well, didn't actually fit in the end, but we got the sewing machine out and I love her sense of ambition. The yarn, oh, <laughs> I'm still talking about my mitt. The yarn on this is going to be very, very cosy. The cotton and the cashmere will keep it lovely and warm. It's designed to be a dense fabric for the needle size and the iron weight yarn, which it is. Uh, although the smaller needle and the cotton is a little bit harder on the hands. So whilst I'm wanting them finished, I will be going, if my hands protest in any way, shape or form, I'll put them down and swap projects. I'm a big believer in having a few projects on the go for this very reason. And I'm meaning sort of for crochet, you could have a small crochet sized hook with thinner yarn and a big crochet sized hook and fatter yarn or iron weight yarn with big needles or four ply with bigger needles or just something that you've got that you're doing slightly different things with. Knitting is very seditionary. I don't know if that's the right word. Seditionary. <laughs> I think I squished that with stationary and sedate. But you get what I mean. It's a small movement sport. You didn't know you were all sports people, did you? All those little repetitive movements. There are so many of us that will suffer for it. So please get up, walk about, swap projects, not with each other. Well, you could do. Our bodies are such a gift to us that we take them for granted. Okay, everyone, take a wee second here. Look at your hands. You'll get away with this if you're on the bus. Just, just, just turn on your hands. If you're fortunate to have two full working hands with full amount of fingers wiggle those fingers if you don't wiggle what you have beautiful nails that was going to be so good beautiful nails there louise tilbrook mines are eh, clean i think that's a fair thing i can see lovely and clean you and the bus not many more days of that commute now listeners hang in there besides smelly manny freak them out Wiggle your fingers. Think of the things that you can do with them. Paint, pat the dog, type, knit, crochet, weave, spin, play the piano, pick your nose. Well, you in the car, yes, I caught you. Scratch your nose, everyone's itchy. Pet the lovely yarn. Bake, turn the telly remote control over. <laughs> Put your Christmas decorations up. Just everything. We love our ability to make things with our hands, so treat them well, everyone. Remember, 
rest if you need to. Don't sit there all day just knitting or crafting or podcasting. <laughs> Hello. You don't do that at work, so don't do that at play. Get up. Go make a hot chocolate. Stick another load on the washing machine. Walk the doggo. Move about. Knowing that the knitting will be there waiting for you. Now, I'm going to try and get these gloves made, but if not, they'll be soon enough. I'm making socks for my lovely, 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 lovely friend, Dorothy. Not Angela. Maybe I should. Oh, hello, Angela. <laughs> I know that Dorothy is size six, and after a conversation a couple of weeks ago, um, well, actually, it was ages ago now, so I'm using Rose Dean Ryland's 100% Pure Wool and Four Ply, which I bought at the Meet the Shepherd Sunday part of Edinburgh Yarn Fest. And I cast on a vanilla sock using the Addy Crazy Trio. So thanks to you on Instagram, Sticks and Spokes Alison, Jordy Nitz and Erica Eccles Lisa for your measurements for where I start the toe decreases for a size 6 sock. Mel, you failed me. I think you must have been asleep. Oh no, no, no. Mel had bad flu. Mel was not well. So if you are about on Instagram, send Mel a get well soon properly message because I don't think she's quite right yet. And hopefully she will be soon. Now, the socks are going to be really toasty warm. I'm going to be working on them in Twixt Miss. <laughs> I like that. Which is what Caroline of Knitting Vicariously so cleverly calls the time between Christmas Day and New Year's Day. And this is when life in the UK is kind of slow and slothish. Not everybody goes to work. People are generally out and about or down visiting family and stuff. Such as us, we'll be heading south to see the in-laws at Oban. And I'll be needing some knitting with me for some of the journey and when I'm there. Um, I think I've heard Twixt Miss in other places as well. I don't actually think Caroline made that up. But if she did, she's very clever. She is very clever. Uh, moving on. <laughs> Hello, Caroline. Listeners, it's a good job. Oh, I don't know if I'm actually going to see this. No, right, listeners, I know you'll not judge me. Uh, some of you are. <laughs> Buchel is judging me right now. Right. He he will be judged Judge Buchel. Right. I know we're not running a campaign for climate change because thankfully I mean it's been signed off. America, Russia and Saudi Arabia, where were you? That is a proper sigh. Anyway, Angela's Lush is still in the corner. Mm-hmm. So campaign Gal Cult Kafk or Galk as short is still going. No news on Galk recently. She said she was going to do stuff, but she's not. She says she's busy, but she can't be that busy. <laughs> I'm ducking here and keeping out the way. I'm hoping for a bit of festive love on the lush, Angela. I've actually cast on my own lush last Wednesday night and I muddled through putting on a provisional row onto a cable of a cable needle. Ah, oh, Buckle, you're so noisy on a beanbag. And if you put it onto the cable needle, that means when you go back to the live stitches that you just put on, your needles are there. Or you can fiddle around with your cable and put your needles on and go, 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 go. It's definitely worth looking up how to do it if you don't like the faff of provisional cast on and then trying to go back and pick up those stitches or take out that piece of yarn. However, yeah, I got to line 17 of the lace panel uh, made a mistake 
and I could not work it out. So I thought, eh, it's only 17 lines, just rip it back, take it out. And because it's a provisional cast on, you can't really even take it back to the first row because you go straight into the lace at the start. So I thought, that eh, be all right. So now my lush is in a corner. <laughs> it's losing its religion <laughs> with the pigeon. So I now have the campaign GGLC. No, GLLC to go along with Galk. So it's get Louise's lush out the corner. Ah, it's not quite right. Never mind. You know what I mean. And I'm using the Bonnie Bonnie Mustard Tweedy Cone of yarn. I'm not actually sure what kind of wool it is. That I bought from Angela at my retreat. I originally bought it to make a dignity jumper by Mel Ski Knits of her Six Bits storybooks. But she herself said, eh, I'd choose a different yarn for that. So then I thought, hmm, I could really go a mustard cardigan to go with the dress I bought last year. I don't have a cardigan for and then I thought, well, I could do the Isolde, one of them patterns, or I'll just go for the Lush because I know what I'm doing. So, and I kind of want another Lush. I kind of want to get another one churned out. But I'll let you know, listeners, as and when that gets sorted. Because I'm very much not going to have that in the corner for very long. <laughs> it's not you in the corner losing your religion. Moving on. Right, in crochet, I have finished. I quite like this episode, I have finished things. I'm, well, sort of. But I have done these. I've made three Knack McFeagles. If you don't know what a Knack McFeagle is, I'd suggest <laughs> that you go read the Wee Free Men series of books by Terry Pratchett. And they are Wee Blue Picked Seas. That's P-I-C-T-I-E-S. So they're a sort of sarcastic version of Scottish fairies. They've been kicked out of fairyland for fighting, which is quite hard, but they're lovely. And these are to go with our elf of Elf on the Shelves. Elves, I think, are like Marmite. You either laugh at them or you eat them with a vengeance. I have to say, I quite like ours. We have fun with ours. Granted, it's the fun part that I enjoy. I don't really enjoy (laughs) the 10 o'clock at night going, Elf time. Um, granted, the past week has been a little low-key due to the burns being out late most nights on pantomimes, school plays and discos. So elf magic mischief making has been a little bit low. But don't worry, we have a couple more fun ones to come before they get go back to Elfland on Christmas Eve with Santa. And by, little people, by me saying that... Um, organising the elves. I mean, we have to get out of the living rooms or go to bed so that the elves can kind of do their whatever it is they do. And we have to make sure that Buchel is in Daisy's room guarding Buchel. Eh, guarding Buchel? He's guarding himself as well because last year they drew eyebrows on him and spray painted him red this year. Little people, I hope that your elves are much better behaved than ours. There was flour all over my freshly hoovered floor this morning. Hmm. Anyway, don't worry, there's a few more fun ones to come before they go back. <laughs> yeah, so I've just finished cleaning the floor because then Buchel ate some of it and he had white beard. <sighs> There's just the gift that keeps on giving. So the feagles are very, very cute and a big hit. And I used the Spider-Man pattern from the Marvel book by Catty Gallows and also the Incredible Hulk, but 
obviously, all in blue instead of red and blue for Spider-Man and green and purple for Incredible Hulk. I actually think I made a mistake in the Hulk's trousers now. Um, I can't tell because he is currently living in the caravan. <laughs> Need to move out. It's just, I'm not having any of this. So he's living in Heidi the caravan, which is having its winter hibernation underneath its hibernation sheet in the shade. It came with a winter cover. I don't need anything for my caravan. I love my caravan. I actually think it's like a tortoise just now. It's a tortoise I've never had. <laughs> anyway, so the Hulk lives in there. And I had looked when I was filling the pattern. I, was like, I don't remember that line. No memory of it. However, the way my memory is going, maybe I did. Who are you again? Who am I? Right, putting in the orange hair, Doug Ages. I cut up four inch bits of orange yarn and then hooked the middle through and then fed the two ends back through the loop and pulled. It took ages. I also took a genius idea of using fuzzy yarn for one of them and he did indeed have furry eyebrows and a moustache and they were angry and this was fuzzy yarn that was supposed to be a red squirrel's tail I got my kit from a magazine a while ago now I've also made wee kilts for them I told you this last episode so far they're holding together and Daisy's favourite of course is the fuzzy one I'm calling him Mad Arthur but Daisy thought he was no as big as medium sized joke but bigger than wee joke joke I love that. We used to have a wee boy at school called Wee Wee James. There was also Wee James. James. And this Wee Wee James. Um, I've made a Rob Anybody, the clan chief, and Daft Willie. And he's the bit bigger one. But no in the big, in the brains department. If you see what I mean. So they were a tiny bit fiddly to put together, as toys can be. But they're so much fun. I really wish that I could make a whole clan. And Daisy goes, where's the Kelda? To which I went, well, she's obviously still back at the mound looking after the babbies. I tried to put on a bit of knitting to my Instagram feed as well for you non-elf types, but normal boring service will resume after Christmas time. In the library corner, I've just finished listening to Collusion by Luke Hardy, which explained things. (laughs) Very interesting, but be prepared to get angry. Put your angry eyebrows on. I cleaned up my freshly plastered and painted craft room to this and it's just the ticket. Fierce cleaning. I had my fierce face on. Or as Shakespeare said, she may be small, but she be fierce. You certainly will be when you're listening to that book anyway. So I'm now on to Helen Field's Perfect Death audiobook. Didn't realise that it was the third of three so far and it's about Edinburgh Place. I do keep expecting... (laughs) <laughs> the Rebus characters to sort of come through the door. But it's okay. Um, you're obviously going to have that comparison to Rebus, with it being Edinburgh and the place. But writing's okay so far. And I haven't quite guessed who, what, where, when. Anyway, so, some of you liked my singing last episode. <laughs> Which I love you for, you poor, deluded, ear-bleeding, poor types. And I'm not in putting in a, a, a sweary word for that bleeding. That was literally your ears bleeding with my singing. So I thought I would finish this Christmas episode with my version of the 12 Days of Christmas. Now all hail to those doing Vlogmas. I don't know how on earth you are doing it. 
I'm doing one episode and it's hard enough. Try and get some sleep soon, vlogmas types. This has come about also because my lovely friend Amy, I was going to say Angela again, (laughs) no, I have other lovely friends. In fact, some lovely friends know other lovely friends, which is always amusing. Now, Amy, who runs our local circuits class, that circuits and exercise, which I recently started going to, I hate exercise classes, having no coordination at all. But uh, I had to force myself, well, I didn't have to force myself, but Amy started up and it's in Dunnett, so it's quite close. Time suits me. And I thought that I could do with a stronger core and strength and condition what I've already got. Um, I thought it would assist my running and if I was to ever do a marathon again, then that would be good. So I kind of took the gumption to go along, which, you know, when you're doing something for the first time, you're a bit, oh, sometimes it's exciting and other times you really have to force yourself. Yesterday, the first time ever, I got to bleed my radiators. I have never before in my life done that. I have seen it done by many people, but... I have never had the pleasure. And yesterday, I am the chief radiator bleeder of waste me. <laughs> I sound Russian, you know. Right, so where were we? But I went along and Amy, oh, she's wonderful. She gets the best out of my pathetic sit-ups and flutter kicks. And she's enthusiastic. She brings out the positive bits while I'm trying not to fall over. She's got a wee video going of her Facebook page and it's a three-minute at most 12 days of Christmas exercise plan so she starts on one with a big star jump and then you do two jumping squats three squats, four leaping lunges and kind of so on until 12 but we had to start at one and then keep building it up to 12 so it took nine minutes (laughs) however if you did the three minutes every day for two weeks that's just quite awesome or 12 days. You don't need much room for it either. I'll share it to Facebook and Twitter pages so you could all get up and do it once you finish listening to me. Yes, you could. Stop shaking your heads. Now, Pickle's dreaming, he's making little dreamy noises and his nose is twitching. Oh. In my class, there are people who are elderly and they do what they can because Amy's very good at saying, well, if you can't do it with a gap, do it on a chair. Um, you can't do a sit up, do it against a wall. I, I, I didn't even know that was an option. Oh, sorry, with a press up. I can only do press ups on my knees or against a bench. I didn't even know you could do it against a wall. This was awesome news. So there's no excuse to get yourself fit. <laughs> you just need the motivation, don't you? And an Amy. You'll need an Amy. So that would be a wonderful way of getting up and moving about, as I was talking about earlier. You and the train. Oh, that would be brilliant. Maybe not on the rush hour one, because you do need to scuttle back and forth on number 10. Now, do report back if you actually do this. Susan Calman could have done it on the Clockwork Clockwork Orange the other day. She was in an empty carriage for a whole stop. So for this festive period, I wish you all the best of health. Don't eat too much. Enjoy your time. Your friends and family. Try not to get upset with the family or friends who have opposite views to yours. (sighs) <sighs> hope that none of you have that be knitting zen with your he- in your head at all times or get them all up doing the 12 days of Christmas exercise I've written this especially for you this is an exclusive to today's episode next episode is my 200th 
I will have to pull out my finger and make it a special one. I may even have a 200 swap. I hope that you can join me or I'll be doing the saddle in the corner with the party hat and tutor and no one to toot at. Until then, I will sing. Right, excuse me a moment. <coughs> On the twelfth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me twelve Jennifer Steinglass yoke jumpers, eleven turns from Scotch Tweed, ten stitch markers from Gale, nine video podcasts, eight balls of mohair, seven yarn festivals, six bit storybooks by M. Skeenitz, five golden CCCC retreats, four socks in the sock swap, three bags from Diane Hughes, two skeins of Keaton's heritage yarns, and one humongous bag of fabric from Erica Eccles. Yep, nailed it. Happy Christmas, listeners. I hope it's filled with fun and yarn. Mostly yarn. Blah, 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 section. Thank you very much for listening. I really appreciate you taking the time. I hope this uploads because some of it's quite funny. And you download it and listen to me splat phone. I would like to add all opinions are mine, sometimes Richard's. I do occasionally get facts wrong. I might have done it in this episode. I try not to. Well, I'll say didn't do it on purpose. I was just too lazy to actually go and research things this episode. My email is katenesscraftcollective at gmail.com. I'm on Ravelry as Louise Hunt. The group is katenesscraftcollective on there. Etsy, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook is katenesscraft. You can get the podcast from the Podbean site as www.katenesscraftcollective.podbean.com. The intro and outro is from my snow globe. It's a wind-up one from Little's. It's got Santa in it with snow. Happy holidays, listeners.